They're playing basketball, but we're going to talk some basketball here. We're going to talk basketball. I've got Kedrick Prince, Mike Cagley, and Connor Cagley here joining us for our 30 for 30 post-Riverside Brookfield shootout and just kind of a summer edition here and just uh, to go over what we saw this past weekend. Ken and I got a chance to get out to the Riverside Brookfield shootout. Great event. Mike Reingruber did a great job with that. Um, ton of teams from the Chicago area and even from St. Louis area um, coming up there and, and getting an opportunity to play in front of a lot of college coaches. Uh, Brad Underwood and Tim Anderson were both in attendance. Uh, Ked, give me your thoughts on the Riverside Brookfield shootout uh, before we kind of break into uh, details. Well, I, I thought it was a great event. Like you mentioned, Brad, there was a lot of coaches up there, um, you know, looking for talent. Um, I, I talked to one parent. They were pretty impressed with the quality of high school coaches because the transfer port has taken over kind of high school basketball. I, I guess last year there was a lot more. I thought it was a lot this year, but they said it was just different. But now with the transfer portal being the way it is and a lot of coaches are starting to take that route, but it was good to see a lot guys. I mean, I thought there was a young, good talent up there. Some of the older guys we expected to see, which was nice, was one kid that I kind of was excited to see play in person again, but uh, it was just, it was, it was well ran, and like I said, I think a lot of, I know a lot of kids got offers from it. You know, you and I talked about that. You know, usually when you have those live events, that's what typically happens. You know, the kids that play well, or they do something to catch the eye of a coach, they get those offers. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually talking to a prospect. This is a, a, a offers thing. So I was talking to a prospect, um, was it Sunday, I think? And they said once they got one offer, it just starts a just a bombardment of offers. Because, and this is, I'm not trying to pick on college coaches, but I, I have to say that once they see someone else offer, they all jump in and they're going to offer because if they offer, then they must be good. So I, I should offer instead of like trusting their own evals, sometimes they wait for that, that offer. And it's kind of funny when you think, think about that. Like they always ask kids, well, what offers do you have? You know I mean? That's always a, a question. It's like, well, if they've only got offers from these schools and they must not be that good. So uh, it's always funny to see that. But so I'm going to, well, well, you know, what's going to happen now, Brad, I'm really curious. To, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What you got? Kevin? I'm really curious. I'm, well, because what you just said today, I'm really curious to see how this is going to happen. Um, two years ago, I wrote a column on, on, on Brock Hardy. Well, guess what? Today, he got an offer from Iowa. So I'm really curious to see now if that's going to hold true because a lot of these schools, oh, he's not big enough, not tall enough, and he doesn't have any uh, Power 5 offers. Well, he got one from Iowa today. So I'm really curious to see if that stuff is going to hold true because some of these coaches are right. Just trust your own eye. And, you know, having the opportunity to be around the Illinois coaches last weekend – I was impressed because that's what you and I saw. You know, there was one kid that you and I saw, and, I mean, it was kind of mixed bags, I guess. This kid's name is Drew Chernofsky. Um, he was from Bloomington Central. Kid had a great game. He had one D2 offer. His AAU coach takes me a day, and he got five D1 offers today. Yeah, yeah, he got a bunch. Illinois State actually offered him, so uh, based on his yep. performance. So you can see some things there. It's, uh, it's interesting um, how that all works out. So, of course – St. Rita is, is the team that everybody and all the Illini fans want to see. Merez Johnson and James Brown 
did not play this past weekend on Friday because Saturday morning they left for USA basketball tryouts. Um, uh, they cut down the list. Uh, Merez did not make the final 18. Um, James Brown did make the final 18, so he's still in the mix to make the squad um, for the U-17 team. Now, there are a lot of 23s in this group, so there are a lot of older kids too, so it's not just – you know, it's not just class of 24. So that made it a little tougher for him, I think. Um, they, uh, Illinois, uh, Ked, you got a t- chance to talk to James Brown a little bit. What'd you find out? You know, what was, was kind of cool this time talking to him, you know, just prior to starting the interview, um, Coach Underwood was making sure he had a conversation with Coach Underwood, which I thought was impressive because um, Coach Underwood walked by and winked his eye. And, you know, and then he, you know, had a little small conversation, which I thought was great. But from an Illinois standpoint, um, I think it's looking better and better. I've talked to this kid four or five times, and last weekend was probably the most, uh, I don't want to say positive vibe, but his his love for Illinois. And, you know, he talked about the home state and being around home and um, being around Morez and the teammate. Uh, Tim Anderson has just been a power source for the University of Illinois. I mean, he brought up Coach Anderson's name and the amount of contacts that he has for the NBA. So this time, you know, I got more vibe from Illinois because I think he'll take his visits. And I know he picked up an offer, I think, on Saturday, I believe, or Friday from Arizona State, which was kind of to be, to, to be expected. But I think Illinois is going to have a really good chance with him. I think how they play this year will probably be a determining factor uh, in how they use their bigs this time because Kofi's not there. So... He really, really was a little bit, I can say to you, much more um, in tune this time instead of just saying, hey, I'm not for sure. And, you know, he actually brought up names of players this time. So I think that's an all, a good positive sign for Illinois. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm going to say I think in the fall, here's my bold prediction. I think Illinois adds James Brown commitment in the fall. I think it's happening. I feel good about that one. So we'll see. We'll give you we'll that see. bite. We'll, we'll give you that bite. It's the, it's my, it's my, it's just in my head. I mean, I just got that bite. Okay. <laughs> it's like I got the antennas going and stuff like that. So um, anyway, so uh, that, that let's hope that happens. That's obviously a good thing. Now you guys have the Kagley clan over here. They've done a lot of Connor watched a lot of film. And I know Mike got a chance to watch one of the kids that played last weekend last year on the AAU circuit. And it was Cam Christie. Um, and so what do you give me some thoughts on Cam Christie heading into the weekend? And I'm going to tell you some things that are probably going to shock you, uh, when you come back, I know you guys, uh, Mike, I know you watched him live, um, last year. What, what were your thoughts? Um, I honestly thought that he was pretty similar to his brother. He, he's a little bit thinner at the time. Um, but he looks like he's put on some weight in uh, the last year. So he's definitely stronger and, um, Looks like he's willing to go a little bit more into the paint and finish over guys. Finish through contact. Yeah. As well as he's much better rebounder as well. Yeah. Thoughts were, um, I got to be honest with you, he was a good player, but I didn't pay that much attention to him because made the assumption that, you know, with his brother at Michigan State, we don't need to worry about him. And as uh, Brad, you know, anybody who's read Illini guys or Brad in the past, Brad has a statement that he has trademarks, so please don't use it. Recruiting is fluid. And um, with the events up in uh, East Lansing, uh, maybe the door might be opened up a little bit for him. 
Yeah. I, well, oh. I, I'll tell you right now, Cam Christie's not going to Michigan State. I, I'm going to go. This is exactly. our bold prediction. Yep. Play the drums. I agree. I, I back you 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you what. The, Cam Christie was the best player I saw last weekend. This kid put up numbers. He scored in bunches. He hit threes. He hit pull up, um, pull up shots off the dribble. He catch and sh- had catch and shoots. He got to the rim and finished and and finished and, and drew fouls. Um, and he, you know, he rebounded and took it out on the break. Something it just, you know, he's six five at least, maybe six six. I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes. You know, when you're, you know, out there, six, five, six, six, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? So, or five of one, half a dozen of the other. I don't know how to, what, exactly. what is that? So, Noah, uh, but if you kind of look at, but he's really just, he's stronger. He's just more assertive than he was last spring and, and summer. And so I'm excited to see him go back out on the circuit this July and really put a name for him. So I know Illinois, they're kind of in it, this 23 class. They don't know what openings they have. I mean, let, let's be honest and tell me I'm crazy here, but when I look at their 23 recruiting, okay, every player on this roster right now, except Matthew Meyer and is that it? That's the only guy that's gone for sure. Yeah. Out of, out of 11 guys. Sure. So you got 11 guys right now, plus they're looking to add another guy. We'll talk about that in a minute. So you got 11 guys. And 10 of them and the meat and potatoes of the team are all freshmen, sophomores, or juniors, or guys who have two years of eligibility at least. So, like, and I was joking with, I, and they're pretty good guys. I mean, we're not talking about stiffs. We're talking about RJ Melinda, Sky Clark. Um, Coleman Hawkins is going to be a, you know, next year would be a senior, fourth year guy. Maybe I guess he's still having our year. You start adding these up, putting these guys to get Dane Danger, just a sophomore you got a lot of it's why would anyone come to Illinois? I mean, it's like, you know, if you, if you are afraid of competition, this is not the place to come, you know, you better be ready to bring it from day one. And so Illinois has kind of been a weird thing. So we'll see what they do with Christie, but I really liked him this past weekend. Um, so any of you guys, what about, uh, I guess the other guy that we really spent a lot of time on was, uh, uh, no, just who transferred to St. Rita. He played this past weekend, six foot five, uh, you know, wing from, uh, he was at Lamont. Now he's at St. Rita plays for mean streets, obviously top 100 type kid. Um, what do you, what do you guys think of him? I was impressed early this time, you know, you and I talked this weekend because James Brown and Maurice Johnson wasn't there. He was he was assertive. I wanted to see him put the ball on the floor, which he he did that. I mean, and I think, you know, I think he opened up a lot of eyes because he was, I don't want to say he's one-dimensional, but, he, you know, he looked really, really good. He turned the corner hard a couple of times, and he looked, he finished above the rim. Uh, and you know what? He is, from right now, when you look at what Brad is looking for, and you and I heard it all weekend, he's looking for those guys that are all within that same length and guys that can all shoot it. You're just really going to struggle, you know, and, you know, if you can't shoot a basketball, if you're dreaming to play for Illinois, I mean, that's, I think they harped on it all weekend, and, and, and they're not backing down from it. So I was impressed with him, but there's so many kids like that in his position. And uh, Brad, you mentioned, to be honest with you, man, I know he's young. But they're just going to have a lot of deep guys at their wing position for only for years to come, I think. Yeah, um, 
I think he's a pretty solid athlete. I mean, I was expecting, um, no offense, but he's a, he's a white guy. So you, you don't expect uh, as much ups there, but he was finishing above the rim and he looked pretty confident in doing so. And uh, that, that caught me off. So um, the fact that he can do that along with the fact that he's obviously a very good shooter um, at six foot five and he could, he could play the two guard, I think, at D1 level. So um, maybe not an NBA athlete, but, you know, you never know with these shooters. I mean, nobody thought Tyler Hero was going to be an NBA athlete after one year. So there's always a door if you can score the ball. That's a good point. How do you yeah. guys think he compares to uh, Mr. Shoot, Mr. Shot, who went to uh, Duke? Because that's, that's kind of the, the measuring stick that a lot of Illini fans – are looking at right now. So I know that's an inevitable comparison. We're comparing a senior to a guy who's a rising junior, but what, what do you guys think on that? Shoot's a better shooter, I think. AK can shoot it deep and he's much more consistent, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think uh, the one thing that um, I think No just is a little bit, has a little bit bigger frame. I, I think he can gain weight and be bigger and stronger. He doesn't, he's not, he's not as bouncy as shoot, to be honest. He doesn't shoot as well, but he's probably a little bit more, uh, better laterally at moving, putting, putting the ball on the floor and things. But here's what Nojis, my thing with Nojis is I want to see this dude sit down and guard somebody and be physical and be tough. Yeah, sometimes he's passive. And then I see him like the one thing that I, that I saw so much this weekend, and Ked can attest to this. I was talking about this. Guys catch the ball for a wide open spot up three. And then they don't take the shot and then they get it back and they take a one dribble step back three. And I'm just in my, in my head going, there's no points for Why? degree of difficulty. Like you don't get bonus points because you hit a tougher shot. So, you know, it, it just take the shot, take the open shot. I don't get it, but Hey, it's, it's high school. Basketball, it's funny you right? said that Johnny Edwards. Johnny at West Coast yelled at one of his kids one playing once in the easy shot. It's funny you, you mentioned that because they do. Or they're wide open and they move the ball around and then they get it back and then they go between the legs and do that, you know, that Euro. I don't know. I, I it's but it's high school. They were sitting right in front row. These kids were all trying to make a name for themselves. But I will say this the one thing that impressed me this weekend, speaking about that. One thing I don't I struggle with going to scout games is to watch a bunch of guards just shoot the ball and not look to pass it. I didn't see that this weekend. I did, I saw a bunch of guys. I saw team ball. Maybe it's because it was high school. Maybe they had a lot to do with them. I didn't see a lot of selfish play this weekend. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think they took bad shots, but it wasn't out of being selfish. I think it was just because it was just like I just panic more than anything. It wasn't selfishness. So I thought that was good. In fact, sometimes they're a little over self. All right, here I'm going to take a quick shout out though. Okay, before we go on, I got to talk about my shooters, okay? I'm going to talk about four shooters. Lane Tech has a 2024 guard named Shahid uh, Salebo, dynamic lefty shooter. Has some good bounce, nice frame. Probably a mid-major, mid-major plus guy. He can fill it up. There is a guy in Bloomington Central Catholic named Cole Serta, who is, like, when he shoots the ball, it goes in all the time. Like, I mean, when he misses, you're shocked. He's that good. There's a guy at New Trier named Jake Fegan, who is a scoring machine. The funny thing about Fegan, he's, he's, I'm sure he's a pretty smart kid at New Trier. And you, you know how you can tell that is because he had D1 to D3 teams looking at him. 
I mean, everybody from D1, D3, we're looking, oh, maybe we can get this kid. At D3, he's ridiculous. He's a star, but he's, you know, D1 low major kid. Not a great-ass athlete, but he's got some size. And a kid at Riverside Brookfield, a wing named Arius, I think it's Alajosius. He had he hit 13 threes in a day, um, which is a lot, by the way. That's a lot of threes. I mean, the lefty shooter, and he just made everything. 6'4", got some size. So those are my shooters. Got to shout out to them. Now, as far as just a pure shot maker, I mentioned Cam Christie, the other kid that I got to send a shout out to has an Illinois fan, Illinois um, offer was Dalen Davis out of Whitney Young. By the way, Whitney Young is fun to watch. Like if you want to watch a team, they're athletic, they're long, they're they're, they're, they just play this, you know, the the way they get after it, they play hard. They're fun to watch. So I got a shout out to Dalen Davis. That dude can make some shots. Now, Ken and I, by the way, okay, Mike, back in your day, back in your day, when yeah, and I know you were like forty when Kendall Gill was playing at Illinois, right? He's roughly the same age I am, but thank you. Oh, okay, so I, you're not quite that. Old. So anyway, so I tell you what, he looks a lot younger than you. I will say that. I will will say that. He played in the NBA. Oh, yeah, that's fair, fair assessment. But now he's got a kid who's in 2025, and his name is Phoenix Gill. And uh, so, uh, Ken and I got to watch him. What were your thoughts on him, Ken? I tell you what. First of all, when you look at his face, he looks just like Kendall. And the poor yes. kid is going to be he goes, he's going to be compared to Kendall, which is unfair because Phoenix is five ten and Kendall was probably six three, six six two, six three. But I will tell you this: the genes, you know, they didn't fall far because this kid is athletic as heck. Um, I would have liked to have seen him handle the ball a lot more. You know, they list him as a combo guard because who knows if he's ever going to grow to be a shooting guard like his father. But you talk about a guy with a nice, beautiful shot. Um, he, he put it on the floor. He, he he had a couple nice dunks. And he is a guy that just – he doesn't do too much for a freshman. You know, but – and then when you watch, you think, oh, my, oh my gosh, this kid's – you know, he's a ninth grade. We're, we're going to be a sophomore. But I was really impressed with him. And I actually had a chance to talk to Kendall a little bit and – you know, it's different when you talk to some parents who've been around it, you know, because, I, I mean, Kendall obviously wants him to go to Illinois, and that's not a secret. He doesn't hide it, look at the social media. But when I kind of talked to him a little bit about it, he just said, hey, this is Coach Underwood's team. You know, if he's interested in my son, you know, we're line eye for life. And, you know, I loved hearing that. He said, but I don't ever going to force anything on any coach to pick my kid up. So, but basketball-wise, oh, my gosh, I think in a couple years – he will be one of the top. I mean, obviously, in class of twenty-five, one of the top five players in his, in his class in the state. Yeah, very quick laterally. He's also got some um, vertical explosion. Um, impressive kid, really. I mean, really, you know, for a kid who's just a rising sophomore, that's a kid who's got a lot of stuff. Some other guys got a shout out to uh, twenty twenty-five guard Jeremiah Fears. Uh, kid and I got to watch him. Shot maker. Uh, Illinois really, Illinois likes him. Um, you know, he's needs to grow. If he grows into Jeremy's body, if he gets as big as Jeremy and strong, he's a high major kid and Illinois, uh, would be very interested. Uh, 2025 wing that visited, um, Illinois actually Monday was Terrence Smith from Aurora East. Um, he's looks the part, does a lot of good things, needs to work on his shot. Um, there's a kid at obviously, and one of the big names, I guess there was, um, you know, Bryce Hurd from Kenwood, a 2025 guard. He put up some great numbers. Um, you know, so that's going to be uh, – he's a really good player, uh, you know, 2025. He looked, he looked good. He did look good. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Asa Thomas put up good numbers. 
I don't think Asa Thomas and Illinois are probably going to be a fit at the end of the day. Um, just because, you know, I, I just think that they're just going kind of, in, you can see they're kind of in a different route, you know, is, you know, wh- what they're looking for. Um, so we'll see Carlos Harris, 2024 guard with an Illinois offer. Call him cool. Collected Curie did always makes the right play. Um, you know, just a really good player. Um, so, and then I got a new name for you people. I got a new name and this is like an all name team guy. We want Ked and I watched him. He's from St. Ignatius, Jackson, Kotecki. Six, yes, eight, six, eight, skilled with the ball, really good feet, tough kid, active, great motor. I, I, what I love about these kids, some couple of these kids was like when they, they get knocked down or you miss a shot or something, some guys like loaf back on defense. Kotecki is a dead sprint back to the other end. And you know, like, and as a coach, you're looking for all those intangible things. That's the one, right? I mean, you love that. Mike, you were an AAU coach. You had to love that when guys sprinted back on defense. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. That's that's what you want. You want to kind of give it up for the team. And, and you know, you would, you would quickly tell what guys really wanted to win by how hard they played defense at the other end of the court versus the guys who were there to score points and look good. Because they might, you know, they might rest on a way back down on defense because they thought the other team was going to score. Brad, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the class of 23 here in a minute. Me personally, you and I said this this weekend, you know, Burlington Central and St. Ignatius, that that was the best game I thought that I saw. I think both of those two guys, Andrew and the Kentucky kid, if you look at Illinois' roster, I think both of those kids will fit well because they're role players. They're not going to be guys who are going to come in like a Luke Goody, who was a four-star recruit, who's going to want look to play. I think both of those kids, to me, they were guys that were surprising players to me. And you're right, they're physical. And when I talk to them afterwards, and you can read, you know, information on both of these guys at alignourguys.com coming up this week. Both of those guys, when I mentioned the University of Illinois to them, they lit up like a Christmas tree. Those are guys that want to be there who aren't looking to come in to be, you know, one and done. They're just role player guys. And I was impressed with the effort, like you said, the defense and the hard nose and the blocking shots. And it was just a fun, fun game. And they both of those teams laid it on the line. I hope both of those guys do earn a Division One scholarship somewhere. Yeah, I think they will. Don't think there's – yeah, I think they're good. I, I like them. Both guys are good after it. So um, another guy at St. Ignatius, Richard Barron, a 6'5 guard that, you know, Illinois has had down on a visit. Real physical kid. And, and this is an Illinois thing. I'm going to mention an Illinois thing. If Richard Barron was in Florida, Richard Barron would probably be coming to Illinois as a six foot five, 245 pound defensive end prospect. And he would be like exactly. legit four star. I mean, this kid fits as a football player. You look at him, I'm like, whoa, this dude's big. He's strong, you know? So physical kid. So he's a, a another intriguing one. All right. So. We talk about let's let's could break down. A, could he pull a Keith Randolph? Could he pull well, a Keith I, Randolph and and go from the basketball court to the football field? I don't think he has interest, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. But because he he looks like a football player. When, oh, when, no question. When Ked did a re- yeah, when Ked yeah. did a report on him last year, I'm like, holy cow! You know, apologize if you've ever been mean to this kid because he's, <laughs> he's huge. He's big. Mc, yeah. McKay, and, Michaela and Rich. Person, yeah. Michaela Rich is the same way. 
he's a little bit more freakishly athletic. But Michaela Bridge is, you know, 6'5", 230-pound guy who runs and jumps and looks like he could wrestle a bear and win. Um, you know, like a so Ray Rice type. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a, he's another kid from East St. Louis. He was there this weekend. He's impressive. Doesn't shoot it real well, but you know, um, that's probably something he needs to work on. So I was looking at a guy like I Mike and I can wrestle pizzas like, and we win every time. Never lost to a pizza. I'm undefeated, Brad. I know. I, I know you are. You are the, you have a belt. It's a large belt, but it's a belt. And it's, and it's, a, it's a growing belt. <laughs> but but you, you always win. These guys wrestle bears. We wrestle pizza. So so we, we talk about 23 recruiting. Illinois has a 23 slash 22 kid coming in this week. I know you've talked to him, kid. Tell me about him. Thomas Howell is a kid that has an offer who is a kid that um, at first, I mean, he, was, he didn't think Illinois was serious about him. Um, he really didn't. And he mentioned the fact that there was supposed to be a Zoom between the Illinois coaches, and it didn't happen, but they did have a phone call. So I called in to do an update just to check in, and he was I think he was impressed. He didn't think that Illinois was as serious as they are. you know. And so I can tell you this, you know, having it being a lot of Illinois coaches this weekend, you're right, they're really, really serious. This is a kid that if they can get a commitment out of this kid, they're taking him. You know, some of these kids have offers, which we've talked about on, on a number of shows, you know, um, with this company that, yeah, hold off a little bit. This kid, Thomas wants to be the one, I'm telling you right now, that that's going to happen because he's long and every coach on that staff likes him. I can tell you that for sure. So, you know, getting him down there for a business, they can pull that off will be great. You know, they need to start, you know, picking, not that they're behind in recruiting, obviously, because you got, you know, two kids in the class of 24, but it would be nice to get another commitment here real soon. And I think if they if he likes his visit and things go well, this is a possibility with this kid. What is what do you guys think he would be? Uh, uh, three, four, four, five. I mean, where do you guys see him um, in terms of where you would play him and, and what the staff is? Thinking? As, I'll be honest with you. I, I know what the staff's thinking. What, Connor, have you had a chance to watch him any on film? Well, a little bit, not as much as some of the other guys. Um, I didn't know if Illinois was uh, serious with the um, the offer um, or trying to get him in this quickly, at least. I thought he might uh, want to play his senior year uh, versus reclassify. But um, if he's uh, reclassifying, that'll be a year to hit the, uh, the weight room at whatever college he decides to go to. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. He's a skilled kid. I think he fits as maybe a stretch four. He could play some three down the road. I, I don't know if he could be a five. I, I never – you know, but, but I, we're going to talk about that in a second too. But, um, but I will tell you that, you know, he's a kid who can really shoot the ball and he's long and, you know, he needs weights so. though. And I think it's interesting right now, when you're looking at this roster, you know, you got, you got a spot, maybe as I think there's a backup five man that they could use. Like they, they need somebody who can come in and play 10, 15 minutes a game, yep. even 20, maybe if they, you know, depending on how it shakes out, a guy who can be physical and be kind of a, a solid five. They need that. I think that's the one spot they still need. But this kid's willing to come. If this kid's willing to come in a year early, get in the weight room, basically, and, and I don't know if you're going to call it a red shirt. I don't know what you're going to call it anymore. Who cares? Whatever. Because most kids don't stay five years at the same place anyway, right? So you want right. to call it a red shirt, fine. But this kid needs just weights. He needs to get stronger. And Illinois does have the best strength and conditioning coach in the United States. 
So maybe you're in the world. I don't know. I just haven't been to other countries. So I'm just going to go in the United States. So, but in Adam Fletcher. So this kid's got to think that this is a fantastic opportunity for him to be ready to play. Because although we look at the roster and say everybody could return, we also look at the roster and say everybody could leave too. I mean, you know, so it could be, it could be a ton of guys, ton of turnovers. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you just don't know uh, from year to year. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with him. So let's, let's talk about, as we kind of go here, let's, let's talk about the roster. So I got a chance to talk to, to Brad Underwood this past weekend. And I'm sure you guys saw the NBA finals, right? How many, you guys watched Golden State play with a six foot six center basically the entire time, right? I mean, they put some other guys in, but, you know, mostly, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's, um, I guess it's hard to say that, you know, you're going to play small in the Big Ten, but I really think that Brad Underwood, like, and, and when I say small, I mean, we're talking, he still has guys like Coleman Hawkins, who's 6'10", 6'11", Matthew Myers, 6'9". But they don't just have that. I don't think they want to play with just that big guy who posts up and clogs the lane and things like that. Even Dane is going to be – Dane Danger will be like more of a five who can get out on the floor. You know, he can – you know, you always look at like guys, maybe he's a pick-and-pop five. I think with Dane, he's picking a pick-and-kick guy. You're going to kick it to him. He might drive to the basket and create something on the other side. I mean, he's such a good passer, such a good feel. So they're going to play differently. I mean, it's going to be a different animal than what you saw in the Kofi Coburn era. What are your thoughts? Can you, can you do it? I mean, is there uh, Mike Mullins from the Illinois Wolves told me this weekend, if he was recruiting a college team, he'd get five guys who were six foot seven or six, eight, and just run them out there and be athletic and crazy and run up and down the floor. What do you guys think? You guys go first. I'll go next. I think you can do it um, if you have the right personnel. Um, you're not just going to run any six-seven guy that's going to be able to guard centers. But if you get a six-seven guy that is a Draymond-style big that just knows how to use their body, is tough, knows his role offensively, you can do that. Um, obviously, you know Illinois needs to find the the college version of Steph and Clay out there, but. Um, <laughs> But if you don't have those type of guys, I still think you can be successful because Illinois is getting that talent on the wing now. And if you have that talent at the wing, that allows you to rebound better from those positions. And thus, you don't need a guy like Kofi to be getting you 11, 12 a game. Well, I, I guess for me, I don't, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead, buddy. No, the only other thing I was going to add is if you look at what it appears Underwood's doing is last year, in the last couple of years, we've had a limited number of players who can create their own shots. And you can play that small ball, particularly if you have guys who can put the ball on the floor, they can take the shot, they can take the shot off the dribble. And all of a sudden now you're looking at, you know, Melendez can, can create his own shot. Shannon can create his own shot. Meyer, you know, uh, even Ty Rogers, who's, who, who has some opportunities to improve his shot. He could put all the ball on the floor and, and make you look bad. Um, obviously, Sky Clark um, and, and Epps can score. I think he could score blindfolded. So you've, you've got a, a lot of guys out there that if you have a, a – the guy who would be the perfect person for me is E.J. Liddell 
is who you would look at for a college version of Draymond. But but I think I maybe I'll be proven wrong, but it looks to me like Underwood's putting together all these guys who can get their own shots so that you can have a smaller guy on the the grass, you know, on the in the center position. And that that may account for um, you know, uh Ked has written about him and Connor wrote about him, but that may account for Imani Hansberry being looked at just because he might fit that role very well. You know, it's six, seven and a power player who also has some of those skills to, to, you know, help guys get the open shot. Well, when I look at this roster, I don't see a Draymond Green on it. I, I agree with what Coach Underwood talked about, but I just don't know if I'm going to buy it in the Big Ten. I know we know Illinois is trying to advance out of the second round, but you have to be successful in the Big Ten to do that. You can have a great non-conference schedule, but if you struggle in the Big Ten, you're not going to get invited to the tournament. I think Coleman Hawkins, believe it or not, is going to be, if they don't get anybody else, and I'm going to put this out there, Brad, you know this, they want another big. They're looking for some more size. That is not a secret. They are looking, but they want the right guy. I think Coleman Hawkins is a great defensive player, but he was great last year because Kofi was there. Kofi's no longer there. And I don't. I would hate to see them run into a physical team because they want to play small ball. Um, I know if Stephen F. Austin, Coach Underwood did that. I don't know if that would work in, in the Big Ten. I, I really don't. I Actually, I think the first year he was there at Illinois five years ago, I think he tried that. I don't know how successful it was for some people. Some people liked it, some didn't. However, the game has changed, but you still – want to be versatile where you can have a guy inside. And if they can have a guy to defend, a really defend a shot blocker, I'd be okay with it. To be honest with you guys, there's nothing we can do about it. I think if they had Omar Payne back because he could be that guy to defensively, I would love that because I think you're going to get points from Dane Danger. You're definitely going to get points from Meyer. And you're going to get points from Coleman Hawkins you know, and Ty Rogers. They just need that rim protector. And, and it stinks it's too bad that Omar left because he could have been that guy. They're going to score, but defensively is my concern with it. Yeah, it's interesting. So so here's a here's a I'm gonna talk analytics here. So we all love analytics, right? And nobody really cares, but so the worst offensive option, and this is where Brad Underwood understands this. I mean, Kofi Coburn was a different animal. The worst offensive option for most teams is to throw the ball into the post. Now, if you have if you have Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, you know, people like that back in the day when they used to throw in the post, a little bit different. I mean, if you have Kofi Coburn, uh, you, you throw it in the post because he shoots 60%. But, but generally speaking, guys aren't that good in the post, um, and, and it isn't an effective thing because what they do, and you saw what Houston did. It's funny that nobody else did this. Do you know what Houston did differently than everybody else? What did Houston do to Illinois in that game? Here's your quiz. How did they defend the post-ups? They ran hard double teams and post traps every time Kofi touched the ball. That's in different places. Yes, they, they varied. But here's the key. Then your big has to be a good passer and make good decisions out of that post-up. Now, Kofi was able to – yeah, that's not Kofi's strength. But Kofi was able to pull his way through two guys sometimes and still score. So, you know, he has that ability. But at the same time, now, if you're going to play, I mean, and, and some guys just aren't good passes, I, I think you're going to see more of that. I think that's more effective. And analytically, doubling the post, trapping the post is more effective than letting them go one and one 
one on one, even though it gives it may give up a three here and there. It's usually a rush three contested three. Now, the key is what Houston had. They had athletes on the wing, though, who could get out and contest those shots. That's where Illinois made a difference this year. Now, instead of a 6'2", DeMonte Williams, they got a 6'9", Matthew Meyer. Instead of a, you know, 6'1", Trent Frazier, you've got a 6'7", uh, R.J. Melendez, let's say. So you, you just have more length to contest those shots and close out a little better. Not, don't get me wrong, Trent's a DeMonte are great defenders, but they're limited because they're short. I mean, there's only right. so much. You can't make yourself taller. I mean, you. I've tried. I did the Bobby Brady and tried to hung, <laughs> hang myself and get taller. It didn't work. I got to 5'11 and it stopped. Couldn't go anymore. Until I, I do have Hoka's now, so I'm six foot in Hoka's. Hoka's help you out there. That's key. So get your Hoka's one inch taller. So, but yeah, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where they play. I know they want to play fast. They want to play free. So, so have you heard anything? Ken, I got to ask this. What have you heard about the workouts? Who's impressed so far? After you talk to the coaches, because I know what I know, I know my thoughts. Well, I'm glad you asked. And though I was, I'm not surprised, but I was surprised was, you know, Tan Shannon. Um, you know, and what I was told this weekend was a couple guys just came in and thought this is what it was going to be like. And I didn't put this on the, on my message board, but I'm going to say it now. Uh, Terrence called one guy and said, You think this is working hard? This is BS. I'm going to show you what it's like to work hard. And if you can't do it, get your AS out of the gym. We came, they came to win you, games. You can yes, say ass, Ken. Have, it's okay. I know. I'm sorry. There's probably, I have a potty mouth, so I have to be careful when I do this. But honestly, Bradley, I'm going to tell you, he's been really, really impressive. And the one guy that no one talks about on this entire roster, and this came from a really important source who we talked to this weekend, a coach. Is Sincer Harris. Sincer Harris is a freak of nature. He's a freak athlete, and everybody's just in love because, you know, you don't see a lot of stories and tweets from him and columns from him, but he's been a guy that's been very, very impressive by everybody. And I know that was a Chester Frazier guy, but I'll tell you this Coach Underwood likes what he's seen from Sincer Harris. I'll put it like that. Well, Mike, you can attest to this. We've tried to get Sincere to come on the, our radio show, we tried to get a new podcast. We beg. Sincere is not interested in the PR dynamic. So, um, you know, but he won't respond to anybody. No, he doesn't. So here's one. Here's one on Sincere, though. I'll tell you this. Adam Fletcher said since he's been at Illinois, this is secondhand. So I'm not saying Fletcher said this to me, but he said this to one of the coaches that Sincere Harris is the best athlete, fast twitch, explosive, vertically, laterally, the best pure athlete they've had on campus since Fletcher's been there. They've had some good athletes, so yes. that's good. That's a good thing. So and they've had some good ones. So that's obviously a big thing. So what I'm kind of hearing is, you know, Sky Clark is a fantastic shooter. So he can really fill it up, um, really coming into his own, doing a lot of, you know, a lot of drills right now, one-on-one, not, not doing full contact things, five-on-fives or three-on-threes yet until he's 100%. Jay Neps is a bucket. Very difficult for anyone to guard him one-on-one because he has such a good package. Um, but so if we kind of look at this roster, so here's one. Shut up, Mike. Like Mike always goes in the gutter. You, see, here's the thing. Ked, you don't have to worry about saying ass because Mike is in the gutter. That's where he stays. <laughs> you guys know that uh, just in a couple days, the new Beavis and Butthead movie is coming coming what? out on uh, streaming. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. I, I knew you'd know that, too. So, um that, but so here's one for you. I, let's get back to basketball, Mike, because we're talking basketball. 
So let's, th- here's one for you. So as I kind of look at this roster and I kind of figure out, I was talking to all the coaches and they were talking about, you know, you can go out and bring in this guy, that guy, this guy, everybody kind of wants them to bring in, you know, they, they killed it in the transfer portal. Let's be honest. Matthew Meyer, Terrence Shannon, Dane Danger. It's fantastic. Right. In addition to adding Sky Clark this spring, what a, you know, what a huge roster transition now, but here, and they're probably going to add another one too, by the way. So if we kind of look at this, that that's great, right? Everything's good, but you can only bring in so many guys because how long is Luke Goody willing to just not sit and not play? I think he, he needs to get like 10 minutes a game, 10, 12 minutes a game to feel like he's part of the program. Is it, and how long does, you know, you know, Brandon Lee, maybe a different animal. I think he's content. How do you keep sincere Harris happy or Jay Nepps happy if they're only getting a little bit of minute? So I think when you look at this route, everybody's kind of like, just get these guys, bring them in. You don't, you have to build for like, uh, you have to have some four year guys because you have to have future. You don't want to bring in eight or nine new guys every year, because even if they're immensely talented, we saw that with Texas, ton of talent, but they didn't mesh. They were all new and just, you know, Marcus Carr, Trey Mitchell, et cetera, et cetera. You bring all these guys. It sounds great, but I think you want to build through the portal with two or three guys and, and then have your, your veterans kind of, you know, the guys that return that go there. And I think that's a better model. And I think that's what Brad Underwood wants to do. You fill a need in the portal. But I don't think it can be like every year I'm going to take eight or nine new guys in the portal. We're going to see, and we're going to see that all play out. The most talented team in the country next year might be a team, might be, if I'm not, maybe I'm crazy. It might be, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? SEC um, that brought in like, they have like 18 guys. Arkansas, Arkansas, yes. Arkansas. They brought in portal guys. They brought in freshmen. They brought in more portal guys. They brought in more freshmen. Anybody wants to come, come to Arkansas, right? Well, how is that all going to fit? Are they all going to be there the next year if they don't play? I mean, how's that all going to work them out? Will be gone through, a lot of them will be gone this semester. At this yeah. semester, they're going to be gone. Coach Underwood said that to us this weekend. He knows. I mean, and you're right, but all these fans think it's easy. Just bring this guy and bring this guy in and then just throw this guy away. That's a bad look for one, for a lot of teams. And, for, and it's not fair to some of these kids. I really, really respect the fact when I heard them say this weekend, because a lot of fans were talking about, I'm just going to throw a name out there, Imani Bates. You know, it's not going to happen. And there's yeah. so many factors out there, guys, that you, I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, there's admissions, there's people in their camp, there's, you know, being the right guy in the locker room. These coaches all talk. There's so many things that go into it because it looks good on paper. It doesn't mean it's great for you. And I, and I respect the fact of how they're going about it. And coach Underwood talked about it. And I'm going to say it because he told it to us. They're going to be freakishly athletic on the wing and they're going to be good in due time. You can see it. I mean, they, they have bodies and guys that are just now players that can, who are one dimensional players. And, and, you know, and they're not going into this, thinking we're going to go 500 in the non-conference schedule. They're going out to Vegas and everywhere else to win those tournaments. They think they have the talent, the roster to do it. They're going to defend. And it's, you know, and I will, and I will tell you one guy, you bring in all those guys, how fair would that be the Dane Danger? You bring a guy from Baylor and Michigan State was begging this guy to go play for them, and then you recruit right over him. What would that look like? What would that be like if that was your kid or you were that player? That's why you can't do stuff like that. Well, and, Ked, that's why some of the fans, they look at it from the 
the bird's eye view of a 40 or 50 year old that, oh, I'd just go play anywhere that, you know, wouldn't competition wouldn't matter to me. But the kids are looking at this saying there's 200 minutes that can be played in a basketball game and I want my fair share. And, the, you know, you've got to try to balance that. And, and you could really, if it, uh, this is an interesting thing to watch how Coach Underwood is, is walking this because it's a tightrope and you play this wrong and you're recruiting 13 guys next year trying to put together a new team. And, and the, other, the other half is, is you have people with expectations that you're going to win. And, and this is a new, a a new era. And you can see why guys like Roy Williams and, and coach K, you know, they're like, I, you know, I I don't want to deal with this anymore. And it's a new world. And even, you know, you look at coach Saban complaining about fairness issues down in, in Alabama, because this requires a new way of team building and, you know, it's going to take some starts and stops. And, and I think Underwood has thought about this long and hard. And I think we're seeing the balance because I'm sure as good as Illinois has been, they could have landed a couple, maybe one or maybe even two more big name players in the portal. But what would that do to the overall team when you're trying to actually have not only winning this year, but continuation into next year? Mike, he, he told us that. He told us that Saturday they turned down guys. They could have – guys that are difference makers, they could have picked up. And he's not, he wasn't lying to us. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think there's two two pieces to that, of course. Some of that is the culture. You want to have guys that fit the culture even their big name. Monty Bates would not be that guy. Memphis went, what, 15-2 and two with when he went without after him. he – without he, when he stopped playing. They were like, man, Memphis is really struggling. Monty Bates is out. Oh, man, they're going to fall apart. No, they went 15-2. So, it obviously helped them. Um, I think that was a kind of a culture thing and a, and a chemistry thing. Then I look at a guy like, you know, Ked mentioned admissions, and there are just certain requirements that Illinois has that maybe other schools don't have. You look at a kid like uh, Manny Bates from NC State who couldn't get into Illinois, I think, because it was you have to have a certain GPA to get in, to grad, even a grad transfer. I think another kid is Jalen Butts is going to have, Butts. I think there are missions issues there that are going to make that not happen. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with the, with the other big, what, what's your prediction? Anybody got a prediction? Who are we going to add as the, the last big man piece of the puzzle? Well, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a junior college kid either. I mean, I kind of heard that by, by mistake last week. So who it's going to be, no one knows, but there will be another person. It's, I like the fact of trying to find out, even though, you know, we, you know, we chat with them a little bit, the interesting parts to try to see who that piece is going to be. Um, but I hope it's somebody who can come in and who can help them defensively, not just another body. I think that is the only thing they're missing is to be able to defend the rim this year. Are they still going after the uh, Zachary Perrin? Uh, yes. So, so yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. It's again, finding a role. I mean, you know, there's a guy coming from France. He's 17 years old. He'll be 18 in August. So he's young, but he has, you know, what are his expectations for playing time for, for minutes for, you know, you don't have an NIL factor, so it's a different thing. So you have to figure out a way to get him some NIL, maybe in Paris. I don't know. Can you get that? But, um, but so it's a weird dynamic there. So, I think you have to make sure your expectations are understood because a 17 year old just turned 18 year old kid is probably not going to be ready to play. 
against, you know, day to day and against Dane danger in the, in the post, I mean, you know, or guarding him or playing against him in practice or, you know, even, and I say this, even Brandon Lee, I mean, we, we give Lee a lot of, you know, we say, Oh, he's not this, not that, but he's still seven one. He battled against Kofi for the last two years. So it, the, I'm, I guarantee he's after he battled Kofi for two years, he's not really afraid of, well, any other human being on the planet, perhaps, except maybe the undertaker or Kane or somebody like that. Cause they're the only guys Kofi saw Shaq, maybe, I don't know, but Shaq's old now. So who knows? Um, but yeah, but I, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. They got to be able to manage expectations and, and understand what their role is. And that's where maybe a junior college kid does fit that a little better or um, a, a fifth year kid who is, you know, coming from a school um, out East who might have a, you know, looking as to be a grad transfer or something, you know, so like, uh, I don't know, New York area, Manhattan, maybe, or something. There's another kid that could have, uh, you know, just entered the portal and uh, he, he could be a kid that they look at. I, I know they've looked at him. We'll see what his scenario is and, and so forth. So um, there's a lot of, lot of other, you know, there's options going to play out uh, over the next uh, few weeks and we'll see what, uh, where that goes. So I got it. So what do you think? Um, so what do you, I, I, next weekend, we've got another shootout in Chicago area, Ridgewood. Um, a lot of the same teams. There's a few additions. So another good, uh, good weekend shootout there uh, for them to watch. And last weekend we saw Illinois coaches out in Chester was out in DC at the D in the DMV area. Um, you had Jeff Alexander who was in Phoenix. You had Tim and Brad who were in Chicago, Bloomington, you know, Riverside, Brookfield, Bloomington, and so forth. So um, it's really a, another high school recruiting weekend. And then they take a weekend off and then we're back out on the road for a couple weekends in July. And uh, so we'll have obviously coverage from that. So I got to, so I, I want to, I, two things I want to wrap up on. Shout out to Nick Hardy on his great finish, former Illini golfer, finishing tie for 14th in the U.S. Open. That's good, by the way. U.S. Open's good. Just needed like one shot would have gotten him in the top 10, I think it was, and he would have been had another exemption. But still, nice payday, $240,000. That's a good That's a good weekend's work, just like we get here at Illini guys. Uh, similar, uh, 240, what do we get? 240 cents. Same thing. Same. Yeah. I thought yours cents. was 240 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and Deshaun Watson without the, <laughs> without the sexual assault allegations. So, um, so, so anyway, but I, I got to show you. So this was father's day weekend guys. And I know your dad's well, uh, Mike, your, your son's there. So. Connor better not be. Yes. <laughs> he better not be. But so we got Mike there and we got kids and dad. So I got to show you the shirt that I got. So, you guys are also somewhat star. You guys are Star Wars geeks, right? Right. Yeah. So here we yes. go. Oh, yep. Here we go. Yep. Here it is. The Dadalorian, <laughs> like a dad, oh only way cooler. Just way cooler. See also handsome and exceptional. So I am now the Dadalorian. You're so, wearing that. I, I thought you were holding it up. You're wearing it. I am wearing that. Yes, I am wearing the Dadalorian shirt. So I just got it. And I said, I'm going to wear it tonight. So on the podcast. So that's what I got the Dadalorian. So happy father's day to you, you two guys as well. Thank you. So, you likewise. So anyway, so I, I want to wrap up, just give me your, where, where is, am I crazy in thinking I've been listening to other podcasts, which I never do, by the way, I never listen to podcasts. Um, I just don't do it. And I'm sorry, but I've started listening to podcasts. Because I don't know why, because I've been driving. So I need something to keep me, you know, occupied. 
So I've been listening to podcasts and I listen to basketball podcasts. I'm not going to lie. What I'm hearing guys talk about Illinois, Illinois is starting to be noticed as a program. They're starting to be that program, that roster, that staff, that they're, 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 are we getting there? Are we getting back to that early 2000s era when Illinois was kind of almost elite and really gaining ground? Are we getting there? How close are we? What do we need? I think we're B minus status because I just saw a poll this week with CBS had the top 35 and Illinois wasn't on it. I don't know how that's possible, but that's a great, great question. Um, I just think people right now are, they're saying Illinois hasn't got out of the second round, which is why they're not getting a notoriety. Because if you look at the last four, the last four years, guys, I mean, who's been better? Who has been better than Illinois and Brad Underwood? And so I think from the national guys, because you see people tweeting at them, yeah, they can't get out of the first round or the second round, whatever the case may be. But talent-wise and roster-wise, I mean, they opened up some eyes with the transfers that they got. They really did. That part helped. And I think a lot of the guys who are in the Midwest, who vote in the Midwest, think, hey, okay, you know what? Brad Underwood's not messing around. They're going to be a contender and they're going to be a big factor in the Big Ten. But some of the national guys, I, I don't think they're sold yet. Not, not all of them. Because if they did, this is a top 15 basketball team. Regardless, they've lost 10 kids, but this is a top 15 basketball team on paper, I think. How yeah. you cannot have them in the top 25 is beyond me. Yeah, I, I think they're definitely a top 25 team with the potential to be a top 10, top 15 team. But I will say this, kid, and, and I don't mean this in any disrespect towards these guys. I don't think the national guys are very good. I mean, I, I, I'm trying not to be jerks these guys. I, I get better info, and this is the sad part. I get better information from guys, and there are a couple that I, you know, are different. Don't get me wrong. But overall, the ESPNs, the, the CBS Sports, all this stuff, they're, they're not very good. I think they're, the, they're not. the good guys, I get more from listening to the guy who does a podcast about the Big Tens. And he's got, you know, and they talk about each team, and they know the roster inside and out. These guys don't know. Like, they, they don't even know who – half these kids don't even know what a Jaden Epps is. They've never seen Jaden Epps play. They never do this. But guys like us, why well, I've, I've seen Jaden Epps play live. I've seen Sin Harris play live. I've seen Sky Clark play live. I've seen Ty Rogers play many times. I've seen all the guys on Illinois' roster play. They haven't. So I don't think they know. And I'm not trying to be critical because it's impossible because they got to cover – 300 plus teams. But at the same time, I know that I've seen when players come into the big 10 and it used to be this way before COVID, it was easier, but you know, now it's, we're back to that level. I've seen virtually every player play that's coming into the big 10, uh, except maybe yeah. some obscure, except maybe a guy that went to Nebraska or Rutgers from a junior college or something like that. I mean, there's always those obscure guys, but most of the big, I've seen all the big names play. They haven't, they don't know. They just know they look at a number on a paper. He's number 22 nationally. He must be good. And so they kind of go from that. They don't look at roster buildup, roster breakdown. So I'm not impressed with national guys, and that's my rant on that. So so I don't know how, how we got there, but I just had to rant on that. So, Mike, tell me, what was this? Is this program there? Is it almost there? Um, I think, you know, there, there's – you have to capitalize on that, the Sweet 16 where you get one week where 16 programs get beat into the ground by ESPN 
and and the media because it's easy to cover and and you know that's why Michigan has so much respect despite what you know uh, Underwood has owned uh, Jawan Howard but when it comes into the tournament by the way they make it Mike there's a podcast that calls him Daddy Brad Michigan podcast (laughs) these guys call him Daddy Brad just so you know yeah yeah but those those guys are good by the way they're good they are really good they're funny yeah and and so what you see happen though is is that extra week really helps with the media and a lot of the kids a lot of the recruits a lot of the, the basketball coaches who coach those kids they watch sports center and they see michigan there you know going to the sweet 16 and it doesn't matter that the the regular season was a downer and that you know the bitch slap to the wisconsin coach was the highlight of the season um, because they're just going, look at that. And so Illinois needs that deep run. And I think that's what will be needed. But Connor had some thoughts on this as well. Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree 100% with, uh, with you as well, because I think you're one run away from being probably a, a top 10 program uh, at the current time. I mean, there's obviously, you know, the blue bloods are still going to be there, but we don't know if they're going to be to the same extent with their new coaches. Uh, Villanova's turning over a new coach here. Um, and then, you know, Houston is probably up there. Uh, Gonzaga is up there. And then I think Illinois at the moment is the best in the big 10. And um, obviously the national guys are just not really doing their research because I read, uh, I want to say Rothstein's uh, top 45 and yep. Illinois is 37, and I want to say Purdue is 18. I mean, I'm sorry, but the dude just doesn't look at rosters if that's what he thinks. Um, He just hasn't looked at it in depth enough, and um, that'll be a fun one that he'll get a lot of those texts or tweets right after the season because Illinois will finish above Purdue uh, this upcoming season. That is Zach Eady and a bunch of role players. So Exactly. Connor, that's a good catch because I, I saw that too. And I thought you're just not doing your homework. And going back to what Mike said about the second round, what also would help Illinois, Brad, is to get more NBA guys, guys in the NBA. I think that'll help as well. By the way, so Kofi. NBA draft, NBA draft coming up. I saw a mock draft with Kofi at 35. How about that? I hope so. 36, awesome. to, 36 to Portland. Yes. And yeah. And it would, and and I would tell you that would be huge for Illinois to have two guys go into the NBA um, and and start to have some success. And I think we all agree, you know, Kofi has some limitations in his game. But if you need a guy to go in and get rebounds and cause problems on the interior, Kofi should do that as good as any backup center in the NBA. Yes, and better and better than a lot of the starters. And he can move, yes. Um, and, yeah, you, you, he's not a 30-minute-a-game guy, but he could be a 10- to 15-minute-a-game player who could, who could serve a vital purpose. The other thing, I think Underwood made a really big move that nobody's really talked about in the offseason. And what he did is he set the precedent for future recruiting classes when he told Meyer and Nance, you know, first come, first serve. And that's a lot of bull crap by most coaches because they know they want one guy over the other guy. And, 
you know, and, and you can manipulate that as a player. But across the country, people figured out that if Underwood says you come on board, he's not playing favorites. And, and there's going to be players who will just go, yeah, I'm here. And, and, and he's set up, you know, I'm here, I'm right now, let's go. And he set a precedent that if you want to play on the Illini, you know, if they ask, you better say yes, because somebody else will. And I think that is a huge precedent in the, in the transfer portal to be known as, as a coach who's willing to draw that line and, and ask if people want to jump on the train because it's, it isn't stopping again. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. I think this team, this program, is one NCAA tournament run, Elite Eight, Final Four, from taking their place as being one of the elite programs in the country year in and year out because they're going to recruit at an elite level. I mean, they're already recruiting at a you know top 10 level now. I mean, when you look at the portal and the class they brought in, nobody brought in more talent than Illinois this offseason. Nobody. I mean, you when you can talk, well, maybe Duke. Duke. Okay. I'll give Duke that one. But anyway, so, but other than that, you know, but I mean, when you take portal, you got experience the portal, they got two of the top players in the portal, great high top 10 recruiting class. You know, this is, they, they are recruiting like an elite program. Now, now they just got to keep it rolling. And I think the one thing is that run that they don't have yet. And I think the 24 class is going to be elite. I think it's going to be a top five, 10 class at the end of the day. And I think you're going to see this program with one run, have a chance to take off. Anything else you want to share for the good of the cause before we chat, sign off, guys? Well, if not, we're well, good. I'm going to let you go then, and I'm going to wrap it up here. So we've got it. You know, we're talking basketball. We maybe didn't get all the questions from the Illini guys message board. Kags, what you got? Um, for those of you who are listening, um, you know, we we talked a little bit about um, Mr. Hardy doing so well in the, in the uh, tournament, he will actually be on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular this weekend. So that is something for folks to be, if you want a chance to listen to him, talk about what went on last weekend and what, those, uh, what that thoughts were, et cetera. If you're a golf fan, um, you'll want to tune into the Sports Spectacular. Go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button, and you can see the stations the one nearest you, what time and day that it's on and tune in and listen to that interview. Yeah, I think that's you know, great to see Illini doing well in other sports uh, also. So Nick Hardy uh, on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. So anyway, go to IlliniGuys.com. We've got even more info. I'll answer some questions on the message board if you guys um, subscribe. We'll get to all the stuff we didn't get to. We've got a subscriber Zoom coming up. Um later this week for an opportunity to, you know, ask more questions. Uh, we try and try and give you as much information as we can. Obviously we're going to miss things because we just, there's only, we, we actually went sturdy for 60 this time, but instead of sturdy for 30, but Hey, we'll, I'm, I, hopefully you're not disappointed, but anyway, sturdy for 30, Mike Cagley, Connor Cagley, Kedrick Prince. Thanks for listening. <laughs>